Good morning. We are starting a brand new series today, all about the circle. So that's why we're in the round today. I love it. Don't you like this circle? I love that uh, our theme for the month is change, and that our daily word spoke to that theme, and that our community prayer spoke to that theme, and so we get an opportunity to experience that change with one another as we expand our circle of community. So we are here to talk about community and intimacy, particularly this morning. And so a community, uh, and I just want to read the definition here real quick, community is defined by Marion Webster's, is simply a unified body of individuals. That seems like us, right? We're a unified body of individuals. But what you may not realize is how important it is to you in your life to be involved in community, to be involved in a place where you feel like you belong. So I've been reading, once again, because I read it a long time ago, Linda Taggart's book called The Bond. And I want to just share with you a little bit what I love about this book is it's filled with scientific studies that have been done to um, show the benefit and the importance of our bonding together. And so this is from her chapter on belonging, born to belong. The every man for himself attitude fostered in the West, particularly in American society, can prove deadly to us, particularly to our hearts. Numerous studies show that people who are self-absorbed, cynical, and hostile to the world are more likely to die from a heart attack. The heart attack expert, Dean Ornish, has discovered an extraordinary statistic. All the usual risk factors for heart disease, smoking, obesity, a sedentary lifestyle, a high-fat diet, account for only half of all heart disease. Every so-called lifestyle risk factor laid at the door of cardiovascular illness by the medical community has less to do with someone having a heart attack than does simple isolation from other people, from our own feelings, and from a higher power. In that sense, heart disease is, can be viewed chiefly as a disease of emotional alienation. Healthy adults with good support networks have lower blood cholesterol levels and higher immune function than those without emotional support. The worst thing that you can do for your health is to isolate yourself. And the best thing that you can do for yourself is to become a part of a community where you belong. And so here at Unity, we provide such a community for you, a community where you can come together and belong. And our topic for this series is expanding our circle of community. Now, you could look at this in two ways. You could look at it that we want more people here in these chairs. We've got lots of open chairs here, lots of room, lots of room for more people to come and join us. And that would expand our circle of community. And it is truly my intention that more and more people find this community and want to come and join us on a Sunday to experience that community. But that isn't the only way to expand our circle of community. We can expand our circle of community by becoming more engaged with one another, expanding how we are with one another, so that we too can experience that 
benefit, right, of healthy living, of peace, of joy, of fulfillment. And so today, we're talking about the art of intimacy. Now, I knew it was multi-generational service today, which mostly I discussed at 11 o'clock service, because that's when all the kids are here. And so I thought to myself, how am I going to introduce the topic of intimacy to children? And so I did a quick Google search, how to discuss intimacy with children. Everything that came up had to do with how to talk to children about sex. So you may have this idea in your mind that that's what intimacy is. And you might have come to service today going, oh, I can't wait to hear what Jillian's going to say about sex. But that's not where I'm going. <laughs> I heard somebody say thank you. <laughs> so what is intimacy? So there's a website out there that I found a blog article called Healthline.com that talked about the five different types of intimacy that we can share with one another. And it is those five types of intimacy that we're going to look at today and how we can expand our circle of community by focusing on those five different types of intimacy. The first type of intimacy is emotional intimacy. This is our ability to be with one another with all of the feelings that we have in the human experience. Some of those feelings make us a little uncomfortable, don't they? Feelings of sadness feeling of anger, feelings of hurt. Some of them are easy. Those feelings of joy, of peace. But when somebody is going through a challenging feeling, whether it's ourselves or somebody else, those, those are challenging emotions. So how do we experience emotional intimacy with someone when we're having those challenging emotions? I have a challenge with this. I just recently had an example of somebody that I love very much that was sharing with me from their emotion of how challenging, how difficult things were at the moment. And the first thing that I went into was how to overcome that. Anybody do that? Let me fix you. Let me share with you, Gail, how you can move yourself out of that sadness. And while our unity teaching, our principles, these truths that we share with one another will certainly help us to move through all of our experiences that we go through in life. The important thing is that we allow each other to have the feelings that we have in order to increase emotional um, intimacy. If you're feeling sad, feel sad. If you're feeling joy, feel joy. If you're feeling anger, feel anger. And as you know, as you allow yourself to feel it, as you allow someone else to feel it, it can move through its energy in motion. And so can we together, here in community, agree that whatever each one is feeling is okay and we don't need it to be something different? This would be what emotional intimacy is about. We have intellectual intimacy, the ability to share ideas with one another. Um, a community means that we come together in common unity. And so I've heard people say, what I love is to get together with like-minded individuals. Maybe you've said that yourself. And while it's true that we are all like-minded in the idea that we are here to experience God's power and God's presence within 
there is a diversity of intellectual ideas that we all hold here. We all have different understandings. We all come from different perspectives. And so while we are like-minded in our wanting to know God, beyond that, we all have unique ideas to share with one another. Now, it can be really easy as people are sharing ideas with one another for us to discount those ideas. What? You think what? How could you think that? How could you think that? That's a ridiculous idea. We could do that with one another. And we do do that with one another all the time. Anybody on social media? Intimacy, when it comes to intellectual ideas, means that we listen to one another. We hear ideas that we may not agree with, but we listen for deeper understanding. We allow each one to come into our circle of community with their own ideas, whatever they are, and we recognize and realize that God in its diverse abundance created us all unique and individual, and as such, we all have unique and individual ideas. And so we come together to expand our our circle of community through intimacy by allowing each one to have their own unique idea and to allow those ideas to stimulate our own. I don't know any, everything. Does anybody here know everything? What happens when you come with beginner's mind to something? You allow yourself to learn something new, to grow in your own understanding. And this is intimacy from that intellectual level. Of course, the intimacy that often gets talked about is that physical intimacy, right? But physical intimacy simply means that we are able to be close to one another, that I can reach out, and if Marilyn's comfortable doing so, I can touch her. That during our greeting time, we offer an opportunity to hug one another, and that's okay if you don't want to hug. A handshake will do just fine. There's still a, a touch that takes place in that. And it is in that touch that we connect with one another. There's a, a science a study going on now about how we entangle with one another. Once we touch somebody, once we've interacted with somebody, our energies become entangled together. And it creates this greater circle of community. And this opportunity for intimacy with physical connection. And so we allow that here in our community. We encourage that here. While at the same time respecting and honoring that each person's level of comfortableness with that physical touch is unique and individual. And some may not like that. And that's okay. We've had emotional, physical, um, mental. The fourth one is experiential. Experiential intimacy. Have you ever had an experience with someone you didn't even know them? But at the end of maybe an hour or a day or a couple of days, you feel like you know them, like they're your best friend? And I see heads nodding. That's called experiential intimacy, where we enter into an experience with one another. Over this past couple of weeks, Gary and I had the the joy of going camping, and we went up to the Upper Peninsula camping, and we were camping there on a little lake called Clear Lake, and we had the only campsite on the lake. It was so fabulous. Talk about 
a feeling of abundance and prosperity, you know. We had the whole lake to ourselves, except that when we got there, there was a, a man there, his name was Joe. And Joe lived in the area, 70 years old or turning 70 in a couple of days. And he shared with us that he was a loner. He lived alone. That at 70 years old, he liked the challenge of living in the Upper Peninsula. Anybody ever been to the Upper Peninsula? Right, where winter lasts eight months a year? Where summer is filled with flies and mosquitoes? Right? He loves that challenge because it makes him feel alive. And so he described himself as a loner. And that first night when we met him because he was there at the campsite, and we had a, got into a conversation with him. He shared that with us. We invited him for dinner. And we stayed at that particular campsite for four days. And all four days, Joe came to visit with us. And three out of those four days, he had dinner with us. And at the end of those four days, I felt like Joe was our new best friend. But Joe shared with us, you know, I don't talk to everybody. Because Gary said to him, you must have lots of friends, Joe. You're such a friendly person. And he said, no, I'm really a loner. And I isolate myself. But every now and then, I meet some people. And I can tell their hearts are open. And I want to connect with them. And it was that with you and me. And we created this experiential intimacy together of watching the sunset every night until that last night that we were there. The next day, rain was coming in. Typical Upper Peninsula weather was arriving. It's the end of summer. You know fall is here now for the Upper Peninsula. But it was a beautiful night. And Joe kept saying, this is it, guys. We're feeling the last rays of summer. And it was the experience that we had in that moment together that created an intimacy with one another. How often do we allow ourselves that opportunity to experience intimacy with a complete stranger or with someone we're sitting next to in our circle of community here? That's what we're about, creating an experience of intimacy. Now I've got to cheat and look what was the first one. Spiritual intimacy. (laughs) My brain's still on vacation mode. Spiritual intimacy. Right? That, That intimacy when we share an experience of spirituality, which, what is that? Well, here at Unity, it's having an experience of God together. Having an experience of God here, now, in this moment, and affirming and knowing that we can do so. And we create that intimate experience of spirituality together. This, this is the art of intimacy. Allowing within this circle that we have created here, and taking it from this circle out into the greater world, these five ideas of how we can connect with one another. Not at a surface level, Listen, our society and our world is really good at connecting at a surface level. How are you today, Dale? What's the expected answer? I'm fine. I'm fine. Don't go too deep. Don't share too much. Right? 
has told us that if we want to experience the fullness of our lives and abundant health and connection, we must connect. We must be in community with one another. So there are also, from the same website, seven characteristics that you find when intimacy has been created. The first is trust. You have to trust one another. I have to trust that when I share my emotions with Eileen, Eileen is going to accept whatever I share without trying to fix it. And that helps build trust. I have to know that if I make a mistake and I really upset Jan because she's an office angel helping during the week and I have upset her so much, I have to trust that when we apply unity principles together, Jan will, and I will move through that. And we, that's never happened, has it, Jan? Never. But I know it happens here in community, right? We have to build that trust with one another that we can make mistakes and we can get it wrong and we can still get it right. Because we practice these ideas with one another. One of our core values here at Unity Spiritual Center is acceptance. And acceptance is one of the things that is most needed to build intimacy. Accepting one another. Accepting Ted for Ted and Lenny for Lenny. Right? Accepting Sandy for Sandy and Todd back there for Todd. Acceptance. Knowing that everybody is showing up doing the best that they can. While we here at Unity balance that acceptance with, and there's so much more than we can all be. But we don't hit ourselves over the head with it. Gosh, Debbie, aren't you the Christ yet? (laughs) Acceptance. Honesty. Can we be honest with one another? Can we speak the truth with one another? Honesty can be really challenging. I forget how many times in an average day the average adult lies. And they might just be little white lies. They might be just little white lies that we think it's much better if I tell this little white lie than if I tell the truth. But we can't build true intimacy if we're not willing to be honest with one another. The idea of safety. This is a safe and sacred place. We want everybody who comes here to feel the safety of this sacred place. I'm going to take a sidestep for a moment. Do you know that there are now travel alerts for the United States? Do you know that there are two places that people are encouraged not to visit when they visit the United States? Anybody want to guess what those two places are? Gym. Church. Church. And I think shopping malls. I think those are the two. But church. One of them. Because church has become a place that is not necessarily safe anymore if you pay attention to the news. Recognizing that, realizing that here at Unity Spiritual Center, over a year ago now, we had the Westlake Police Department come in and offer a training on Alice. Alice is what you do if you run into a situation where there is an active shooting. 
Now, we went through that training not to create fear. Oh, my gosh, an active shooter might come through our door. We created that training so that we could create a safe and sacred environment. And so in a couple of weeks, on September 15th, immediately after services, you'll have an opportunity to hear just real briefly, what is that Alice plan for Unity Spiritual Center? Because it is our intention to create a safe and sacred place. And safety is important for intimacy. Compassion. Being compassionate with one another. Being open-hearted with one another. Understanding with one another. This is essential for creating intimacy. Having affection. If you look in your bulletin this week, you know, it used to be the back of the bulletin. It's now the inside of the bulletin. But all of the um, quotes that we have from Unity, The Way of Christ by Donald Curtis, whatever we may be saying, writing, making, writing, saying, or doing, we need to do it with love. Love allows God to express through us, and thus all things in our life will find perfect balance. Love, to me, involves thinking together and working together for the welfare of the whole. This is affection. We show up with affection for one another. And we work with that. And finally, communication. We have to be able to communicate with one another. To talk with one another. To share with one another. Now, it's been a long-standing tradition here at Unity Spiritual Center that we have a fall program. I think it's close to 20 years, right, Sherry? You think that's about right? 20 years we've been doing the fall program. How many of you in the past have participated in the fall program? Oh, a lot of you have. For those of you who may not know what the fall program is, it is this. It is creating circles of community and building intimacy with one another. It is small groups of 8 to 10 people coming together to share ideas. Remember that intellectual um, intimacy. Sharing feelings, our emotional intimacy. Sharing spirituality because our books are always spiritual. So sharing spiritual intimacy. It involves all of those. And the fall program book that we're going to be using this year is from Panache Desai. I don't have my copy here today, but Discovering... Your soul signature. Look, I see people going to get it for me here. I think I've got it, Sharon. Can you get it? There it is. See? This is community. Like, we help one another, right? Panache Desai. Discovering your soul signature. Different than any other book we've done with the fall program. So I hope you'll join us in what we have. In addition to the youth area over there and their wall of abundance over on this side, we have sign-ups for those small groups where you can come and you can discuss the book. And we have, it looks like, times that are meeting Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, so almost every day of the week, and there are 13 groups over there to choose from. Some take place in people's homes. Some take place right here at Unity Spiritual Center. But these small groups impact people's lives. They make a difference. So this year, I thought about some of the people that I know had been deeply impacted by that fall program. And so Gail Haller is one of those. Gail, was last year the first time that you participated? Yes, the first time she participated in the fall program. How long have you been coming here? Years. 
oh my gosh. And last year, for the first time, she said, I think I need to do one of those small groups, right? And she was so impacted by it. She and her husband, Smitty. And so I asked if Gail would make a little short video. And so Gail did. And so Ed's waking up now because he knew this was coming. <laughs> and we're going to look at Gail's video on the art of intimacy. It's coming. We're holding it, Ed. We know you found it. It's here somewhere, he said. I know it is. Let's see if he finds it. We'll give him another little bit. <laughs> All right. He, he doesn't know where it is. <laughs> he's going to look for it. We're going to find it before it's done. But let's, let's just talk for a minute while he's looking for it so we're not all sitting here looking at tithes and offerings. Let's take a look at what our spiritual practice is this week. How many of you, let me ask a question first before we get there. What did you experience sitting in this round today? How is that experience different than sitting in rows? More connected? More intimate? You can see somebody's eyes. Sharing. Great energy. Closer. Right? It's connecting. It's bringing us together. This is why we are in the round for this series. There it is. I knew it'd show up. I've been asked to speak about the art of intimacy. And I think it first has to come with trust and love and appreciation for another person. It's not something that comes immediately. I think it's something that you build upon as you develop a relationship. The most intimate relationship I've ever had has been with my husband of 58 years almost. Our relationship has gone through many different changes and ups and downs and even keels and highs and lows, but mostly it has been a wonderful experience for me, and I know it has been for him too, or we wouldn't have stayed together for 58 years. But it is love and appreciation for the other person and trust. I've been asked to speak about the art of intimacy. So now I'm going to put you on the spot, Gail. Did you experience the art of intimacy when you were in that small group study? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So anybody that wants to practice the art of intimacy, head back to those tables after service and sign up for a small group. And let's look at how you can practice this week. Become aware of how you show up in relationship with others. Are you expressing friendliness, warmth? Understanding? Are you compassionate and kind? You can practice this with the checkout person at the grocery store, your spouse, your friends, your USC community members. Why, you could give it a try in fellowship today. How many of you will take that on this week, becoming aware of how you show up creating the space for intimacy? All right. So I gave you a break this week because I didn't chat to see who'd done the practice last week. But it's coming back next week. So do your practice, and then we'll find out how that went. Right? And you know that this is a safe and sacred place where you can share intimately with all your friends.
Thank you. God bless.